When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We're going to talk some AFL because yesterday we spoke a little bit about AFL. Louis plays it. He has a little dabble in the game of AFL Aussie rules. Well, we spoke about it a wee bit. And what timing, because the AFL finals are here tonight. It's Brisbane versus Richmond, who have first crack at finals footy for the season. And our colleagues over the ditch in Australia will be so G'd up for this. We can't even really imagine to talk us through the season to date, upcoming final series, and who is favourite to win the coveted flag in 2022. We have host of SCNZ Breakfast in Melbourne. He's a legend of the game himself, playing more than 300 times for the Essendon Bombers in his glory days. It's a big good morning to Tim Watson. G'day, Tim. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Good morning. It's a pleasure to join you. I'm surprised that you don't speak more often about the AFL, to be quite honest. It's the greatest (laughs) game in the world. Well, we spoke about it once last year, and that was the grand final, (laughs) and we had the one and only Max Gorn on our show, and they went on to win it, mate. But finals fever. Uh, it's here. Yeah. Melbourne it City. Is, it is. Big Max, uh, Big Max Eagle. I didn't realise that he was a Kiwi. I, I thought he was a Viking Max. He looks more like a Viking than a Kiwi. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? He's a beautiful man, watching, but no, yes. <laughs> I've been watching the Vikings. He'd be perfect, as uh, one of the, uh, the Viking gods said. Um, now, this is the, the, the finals. We've actually had a break. So we had our home and away series, and then we had uh, a pause. And then we get back into it tonight. So the Lions up against the Tigers. Uh, the Tigers are probably the most exciting team going around. Uh, they, they won um, three flags almost in a row. So they were one of the great teams of the last five to ten years. They took a while to get it together this year, but they've started to steam home again. So they're very much in the frame, although they're one of the bottom four teams so this is a knockout game tonight. If the, whoever loses this game tonight is out of the finals competition. Hey, Tim Geelong, every, every pundit's picking them to, to get back to t- putting their trophy in their cabinet. Do you, do you see it that way? They're going to be hard to beat, yeah. Uh, the, all the statistics point that way. They don't have a weakness. Uh, their 
fit and healthy. All their better players are going to be on the park this weekend. They do come up against Collingwood, though. I don't know if you know too much about Collingwood, but they've been the surprise packet of the season this year. They've played in, I think it's 11 games that have been decided by 10 points or less, and they've won them all this year. So they've sort of become, the, even though they were like the most hated team in the competition, they've become sort of everybody's second favourite team this year because of the way they play. They've shown enormous heart this year. So they, they're not going to be an easy team for Geelong to get over, but I'd expect that they would beat them on Saturday. There's going to be, uh, oh. that's a sellout game at the MCG. So they're talking about, over 90,000 people will be at that game on Saturday. Wow. We've got another sellout crowd at the Gabba tonight up in Brisbane. So that's about, wow. I think that holds about 50,000. Then there's a game tomorrow night at the MCG between Melbourne and the Swans. And they're predicting about 85,000 for that game. And then the game over in Perth uh, on Saturday, later on Saturday night to sell out too. And I think that holds about 60,000. So it's going to be a massive first weekend of finals. Oh, huge. And you spoke about Collingwood. Collingwood Magpies, probably debatable, but the most famous AFL uh, team in the AFL of a name that I really recognise when it's spoken about anyway. But one of the other games, Richmond. I was reading some news on um, Dusty Martin. Not ideal situation what he's had to face. But for him, mate, what's what's he looking? Is he going to leave Richmond? Is he going to head back to Sydney? Well, that's the speculation is that he he, uh, took time away from the game this year. He was dealing with the death of his father and some other personal issues this year. Then he suffered a couple of injuries, so we haven't seen a lot of him on the park this year. He is a very, very shy, private, quiet bloke who shuns any form of publicity. Uh, I think he likes the idea of getting out of the fishbowl that is Melbourne and going somewhere else where it's a little bit quieter. So I don't know. I mean, Richmond, their coach said a curious thing earlier this year when it was raised. He said, look, you know, Dusty's done so much for this club, we wouldn't stand in his way. So it sort of put, it sort of led everyone down the path to believe that it is possible that they do a deal somewhere else. But I don't know who can afford him, other than um, one of the Melbourne-based teams. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where he'll end up. He may even retire. He's one of those guys who could just walk away from the game. <laughs> Jeez, let's hope that doesn't happen. Hey, am I right to say, Tim, that? Uh the winner comes from the top four. They haven't had a winner out of the bottom four in the in the AFL Grand Final. You're almost right. I think there's only two teams in 100 years that have actually been able to do that and win from the bottom half of the finals draw. So it is it is really really difficult to do that. Although one of those teams that you could never bet against is the Western Bulldogs back in 2016. They won four games, including the grand final. So they went on the road. They had to go and play in Perth, which they have to do again this year against Fremantle. And then they didn't play in Melbourne again until grand final day. They've got this really imaginative, creative coach in Luke Beveridge too. just seems to be able to draw the most out of the players at the most important time of the year. Hey, uh, we've got a question for you, Tim, on our, on our text machine. It says, hey, lads, can you please ask Tim if he thinks West Coast the West Coast Eagles will get a new coach after the dismal season. No, they've backed their coach to the hilt. He's a premiership coach over there. So they've stated that they'll keep him. Um, and I believe that they will. Sometimes, you know, uh, the truth uh, is the first, often the first victim of uh, team sports. We know that. But when a club comes out yeah. and says they'll back their coach, that's when you start to scramble. But I do believe that he'll stay over there. Essendon is still looking for a coach. They sacked their coach a couple of weeks ago, and his name was raised, uh, Adam Simpson. 
Sorry, are we? Am I recruiting? Are, are you? Are you on the recruitment path? Are you? <laughs> for a, yeah, we are. We are on the recruitment path for a coach. Anyone interested over there? Can you throw up a couple of names for us? We don't mind taking something from left field. There might be one Jordy on the Barrett. market next week. <laughs> hey, hey, Tim. Yeah, the three, you know the three. You know the three certainties in life, don't you? Let us know. Death, death, taxes, and if you coach, you'll get the sack one day. <laughs> yeah. been, been there, done that. Hey, anyway, let's let's talk about the Brownlow Medal favourites. Who you got? Have you got uh, Lockie Neal? Do you think he's he's gonna he's gonna win it, or have you got someone else coming in over the top of him? Yeah, no, he's had a great year. He has won one before, and uh, generally it's a midfielder, one of the guys that's under the uh, constant eye of the umpire. So he's very much in the frame. Uh, Clayton Oliver is probably my tip. He's a Melbourne midfielder. And he's one of the great accumulators of possession too. But he's got uh, he's got great skill. He's had another great season. So I think it's probably one of those two guys. Took Miller is another player that Gold Coast Suns has had a great year. But um, uh, it, it generally goes to one of those midfielders. Mm, all right. A question for you: Do the Victorians absolutely hate it? when interstate teams are really good and they come in uh, in their own backyard and, and get the job done, like Sydney Swans, a uh, genuine chance to get the job done this this week, uh, this this competition. Do the Victorians hate it? Well, they do if it's a WA team or a South Australian team, but because the Sydney Swans were South Melbourne, so they, they originally played yeah. here in Melbourne and then they shifted to Sydney, so they actually have a lot of fans here in Melbourne. So they're not the... They're not the best example, but if it, if it was the West Coast or Fremantle or the Adelaide Crows or Port Adelaide, yes, definitely. They would hate the idea of them coming to Melbourne and winning the flag. Hey, Tim, tell us about Hutchie, mate. Like, when he comes into the finals there, what's, what's, he, what's he got on? Who's he riding home in the final series, do you know? <laughs> Who would know? <laughs> um, he, he, well, he's, he's pretty good at it. So he came I here. think it would just be the good odds. <laughs> he came down here and he and he rode the Otago Nuggets home, mate, and got them home down here. We want to know who he's riding home down uh, over there because we all want to get on. Oh, okay. See, we think the opposite, my mate and I, that are on air in the morning. We think he's the death wish. So um, I, I saw it. I saw it. I saw him yesterday. He just got back from New York. He, he could hardly keep his eyes open yesterday. So I'm not sure he's going to be riding anyone this weekend because. I'm not sure he even knows the finals are on this weekend. <laughs> hey Tim, um, look, Izzy and Kempe here. They they won't know this, but there's like there is a clip on the internet that they reckon Hutchie's kicked the greatest goal of all time. How long ago was that, <laughs> and what game was it? In? Could you just fill the boys in? Because I, I bet you they won't believe it. I'll show it to them, but you paint us the picture. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a game, a charity game down here that is called the uh, the Ted Whitten game. And so there's sort of like old players play and they threw some celebrities and he was on the footy show at, the, at that time and they threw him in there. He actually played in the country. So he's a, he was an okay footballer. He never played at the highest level, but um, he just kicked this uh, amazing goal. Uh, it's strange. That photo is up all over the place here at the studios. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you can't walk a corridor without seeing it. <laughs> Oh crap! Framed. It's true. It's framed oh, huge yep. hanging in the hallway. Is it you signed? have to show me. You have to show me it. The big man. You won't believe it. Those legs you won't up believe it. And kicking it. You won't oh, believe it, Tim. It. Oh man, I can't wait to see the photo. Quickly before we let you go, Tim. Uh, finals. Where does it go? Who's going to be there? Come the end of it. In your eyes. 
Well, I think um, Melbourne's on one side of the draw. Uh, they, they're the team that won the flag last year. Uh, Geelong are on the other side of the draw. So they both play uh, Sydney. Melbourne play Sydney. Geelong play Collingwood. So I'd expect that both those teams win this weekend, which means they go both through to the prelim finals. And I think it'll be a Melbourne-Geelong grand final, which would be an unbelievable result if that was the case because there's not a lot between these two teams. Melbourne won the flag last year, but they won it over in Perth because of COVID, so we couldn't have the finals here last year. They're desperate to win it in front of their own fans at their home ground, which is the MCG, so it would be a fantastic spectacle. Oh, beautiful. Get up, the demons and Max Gordon. <laughs> hey, uh, quickly, before I let you go, I've actually got a signed Carlton singlet. My auntie's a, a Carlton fan over in Australia. She got me one. I think it's Judd, the big name there. He was uh, obviously a phenomenal yep. player back in the day. How are they going? Where's Carlton? Um, they just got tipped out of the finals in the last round. So they they were actually in the top eight for the whole year until the last minute and 10 seconds of the season. And Collingwood oh. came over the top of them and beat them. So uh, that was one of the hard luck stories of the season. But they, they, they've, oh. they've got a good coach. They've got a good team. They'll be back next year. That, that yeah, singlet, by the way, is worthless. Yeah. <laughs> is that? <laughs> well, I thought it was worth lots. I was going to try and put it on today, but it's way too small for my big puku. Anyway, Tim, we appreciate you coming on, mate, and just shedding some light on the AFL. It's a big couple of weeks for you and the team, but thanks so much for getting up early and giving us your time. Tim Watson, thank you very much, mate. Great talking to you. Have a great day. There he is. Oh, what a crack up. What Very a good. Good man. What about the crowds? Yeah. What about they, honestly, they, Unbelievable. They just love it. Love it. Passionate supporters there, Kempi. Like 85,000. And then a day later, a whole set of new fans go along at 90,000. Yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> Mate, it is crazy. I've oh. been over there when there's been a few games on. I've been to a few games, AFL and Melbourne. And seriously. Melbourne just changes colour overnight, you know, with all the different jerseys that are walking around and on the on the trams and the, the city goes off, mate. Because the best thing about Melbourne is that a lot of the stadiums are within walking distance. So there's yeah. crowds of people walking everywhere, you know. It's, um, yeah. it's all, phenomenal. All head down from Federal Square there over the walk down the bridge to the G and it just it pumps... Um yeah, no, look, if you haven't gone to an AFL game in Melbourne at the G, the MCG, put it on your bucket list. You've got to do it because it, it really is incredible. And I'm just about to post that goal. Hutchie kicked the greatest goal of all time on our Twitter page. <laughs> go have a look. You won't believe it. It's actually so, so good. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go have a look. I'm definitely going to go have a look. Quickly, Louis, because you've played a bit of AFL. I, I understand most of the rules, but I don't understand the contact area. Like the contact here around the ruck, like it's it's a scruffle, and I don't really understand what's going on there. Are you able to shed some light on, or just give us a little understanding of what happens around the ruck? Very, when, are they allowed to tackle? So very or? quickly, you can't tackle. Pretty much the only place you can tackle. So it's all about the game of AFL is all about you mean to keep the ball moving. That's why it's such a good game. The ref, umpires don't get involved. The ball is always moving. So you can only really tackle between the shoulders and the knees. You can't tackle around the legs. Like you can't because it's all kicking base. So you can't go and take yeah. take people's legs. And anything over your shoulder is given a free kick straight away for high contact. So essentially that's why when you see those ball ups, those well where where the contest is the they call it, the guys they go in and the, the best players in footy 
Brody are the guys that stick their head over the ball because once your head's over the ball, you're protected straight away because if you cop a knee, which a lot of them do, you win a free kick, but then you win your team position. So you get the pill and you, you get a disposal, you get a clearance, and then the ball's gone, kick to kick. But essentially it is shoulder to knee. You can't tackle in the back, so you can't hit someone right from behind. You have to get, because again, you want the ball. The whole idea, the whole game, all of the rules are gamed so the ball keeps moving. So that means they are get... You allowed, are you allowed to shepherd contact though, aren't you? So you're allowed to... You don't have to use arms in the tackle. So that's the, the main thing. You don't actually... The contact can be more brutal. If you've got your eyes on where the ball is, you can then shepherd. So you can put a check on somebody trying to get mm. to the ball and put your arms up, put a shepherd on like that. So like your arms wide or put a bump on to get your player clear. And once he's clear of the contest, then he can hit a target... And then he can hit a target, and then you can be taking a set shot at goal, and look, that's the idea of the game. Very well explained, Louis. That was awesome. One oh one. That is not Hutchie. That is not Hutchie. What the heck? That was a banana kick through the post. No, he's faked the guy out on the mark, and then he's hit a check side banana off the outside what? of his right foot and bent it back in from what thirty five. That is some. Form, technique, Hutchie, take a bow. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, I'm going to retweet that. <laughs> greatest, greatest goal of all time. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.